Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast, which delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 318. Today we are talking about staying on track through the holiday season and how you can incorporate food as medicine into your celebrations this year. We'll cover some yummy holiday menu inspiration, supplement strategy for cruising through the holiday stress-free, incorporating a bone broth fast into your holiday inspiration, and so much more. Yes, we are here yet again. I don't know how it happened, Becky, but in just a couple weeks, it's going to be Thanksgiving, and we've made it through Halloween, and many of us are feeling like we're wanting to put the walls (laughs) up to survive through the last six weeks or so until the year ends, and then we're just going to tear off that Band-Aid and jump into resolutions. So um, hopefully today we'll talk about some strategy of things that you can apply while still indulging and getting the nostalgia and all the feels and experience of the holidays, but also not feeling inflamed and bloated and irritable and just yuck in your system or having your GI track off and um, feeling like things just aren't right. You can get through the holidays successfully while feeling amazing in your body and even maybe inspiring others to use food as medicine. Yes, totally. It's always even more appreciated when you share this with Sharing family. Sharing is caring. Yes. <laughs> um, so before we do all that, let's just have a couple of brief updates. First of all, make sure you are subscribed and up to date on our newsletter to get first dibs on all of our Black Friday offerings. So this year we'll be doing a Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Cyber Monday deal. And each day is a different deal with a unique code. So on Black Friday itself, we'll be doing our top three supplements, which includes Relax and Regulate, everyone's favorite, um, Gabacom and Super Turmeric with high savings. I think we're doing 20% on those. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So highest percentage off that we do in the year. Really good uh, time to stock up on on those foundational formulas. Saturday, we'll be doing 50% off our program. So that includes Adrenal Rehab, Beat the Bloat, Keto Live or Keto as an Archive program on Sunday. We'll be doing... And that's huge. I would yes. say the Keto Live, that's like $150 of savings. So it's a big deal. definitely if you're considering doing it, purchase it on Saturday and that's when you'll get that big savings yes. hit. Yes. On Sunday, we'll be doing any consultation with me at 10% off. Um, so that even includes packages if you are one of my current clients and is, are looking to lock in savings for next year when I return from maternity leave. And then for anyone becoming a client, um, I'll be starting to take new clients on January, February. So you could lock in a package to use for those first few sessions. So huge savings there. Um, and then last but not least, Cyber Monday, we'll be doing $1.99 on all ebooks. Awesome. Yes. 
all sorts of things kind of sprinkled in there. So make sure that you are getting our newsletter. Check your spam folder. Uh, we put one out twice weekly. So every Monday we are releasing a newsletter that recaps our podcast that was released that day. Often it links really cool action items of like from the learnings of this episode, here's three tips. There might be some recipe links, there might be some supplement or research study links. And so that's always structured to really highlight and showcase the podcast of the week. And then we have a newsletter that comes out either on Thursday or Friday, and that might feature either our bi-weekly YouTube video release with a direct link to watch it, or a flash sale that we're doing um, on a supplement. So every month we do a flash sale at 18% off a single formula. Um, and that's where we really dig into deep educational components and showing how that product is superior. Um, so you definitely get a lot of perks by being a newsletter subscriber. And we are mindful of our newsletter list because it is so large. If you're not engaging, we do comb it every now and then. So if you have not gotten a newsletter or email from us, you can go back over and resubscribe or first check your spam filter and search uh, Allie Miller RD and see if you can come up and you can mark it as read and then you should start receiving the future ones. Yes. Um, also on the docket for this month in just a couple of days, we will be doing our live immune webinar. So very timely for the month of November, kind of in the thick of cold flu and COVID and everything else season. Um, this is on November 17th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, just $9.99 for over an hour. I'm sure we'll mark it as an hour, but it'll probably end up being an hour and a half knowing us and how long-winded we can be yes. and all of the amazing content delivered. Um, and that will be a lot of really practical information on how to support your entire family through the immune season. So from what to stock in your natural food uh, medicine cabinet to what to have on hand in the pantry to supplement strategy, how keto can support and enhance immune and so much more. Um, only $9.99 and you can hit the link in our show notes for that. Yes. All right. Um, also, just to note on our website at AllieMillerD.com, we have our immune collection on sale right now. So any of those immune formulas that you're needing and you'll learn about in that webinar, um, just to you podcast listeners, kind of DL, we do that as like a one week flash, but you can still use the code. And is that immune 15? Yes. Immune 15 to save on the collection of immune formulas. So we also have some offerings of live classes at the end of the year, but we're going to talk about those at the end of today's episode. Yes. So we're not just nailing you yep. with all this stuff. Um, and we're also going to incorporate today's sponsor as a snack idea for holiday strategy. So let's get into it, girl. Yeah. So um, one of our <laughs> one of our tips is to incorporate protein. So that's a good time for us to talk about carnivore snacks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so we try to do an episode like this, you know, every single year to help you navigate the holiday season, which means at this point we have a lot of holiday episodes. Um, so some of the highlights back episode 33 was pre me as a, a co-host, um, staying on track for the holidays and navigating party foods. Um, 111 was staying on track and holiday gift guide, 162 216 to 18. So that year we hit two holiday yeah. celebration. Um, and that was a, a gift guide and some Thanksgiving menu inspiration. And then last year was 267. So I will link all of those in the show notes. If holidays are just like your thing, you're the hostess with the mostest, and you want to hear 
every Thanksgiving menu we've put out over the past five years. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. Um, So let's first just hit on some general tips for navigating the holiday season. So at this point, we've cleared the hurdle of Halloween. Thanksgiving is the next one. Um, And then it becomes like holiday parties and gatherings for pretty much, you know, every weekend of December. Then we have the actual day or days of Christmas and Hanukkah. Then there's that like week long kind of, you know, in limbo time or week of, of hibernation, I think of it as between Christmas and New Year's. And it can be quite the slippery slide. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, average weight gain during the holiday season is said to be around seven to 10 pounds. Um, and then for many people, they're not able to get rid of all of that. So they kind of then accumulate, you know, three to five of those pounds year after year. And that's how they find themselves with 20 pound weight gain in three to five years. So, you know, it is when we think about the holidays, this is like you said, we're bombarded with more social gatherings. And I think especially this holiday season, people are feeling a lot more fearless and a lot more ready to gather Um, And it is a season often centered around eating and drinking. Um, And so many of us fall victim to just high higher frequent than than practical or possible to maintain a weight with overindulging essentially. Um, And so we have to start to think about, you know, that impact overall on the body and how we can still celebrate, spend time with friends and loved ones and actually rewrite rituals or behaviors that actually yield beneficial outcomes and at least can maintain weight that was uh, maybe gained prior in years, um, maintain the weight loss, and then go back into that active weight loss maybe in the new year. But holding tight and maintaining or staying within one pound change would be really the goal. Yep. Yep. Um, So first kind of big tip for hiding, fighting the holiday bulge, if you will, um, would be to prioritize protein and meet your protein needs through this entire season. Yes. So, you know, protein is super important. We have tons of content out there now. We'll link our um, YouTube video on um, why protein matters. And we talk in there about different symptoms of protein malnourishment. So we know, for instance, things like hair loss, muscle aches, fatigue, and hindered metabolism can all be feedback of protein malnourishment. And when we are not prioritizing getting ample protein in the diet, um, we can also have a suppressed immune system, which is obviously really important during cold, flu, and viral peak here. Um, And we also know that when we don't get ample protein, we can lack amino acids that are really essential for mental health and wellness. So the holiday times can also be a higher time of stress, more interpersonal relationship dynamics and nostalgia and all of that jazz. This is a time when we definitely want our neurotransmitters working for us, and we really want that optimal brain chemistry for mood stability and reduction of anxiety. So when we're meeting our protein goals, we're getting those amino acids, which are building blocks for our neurotransmitters. And for most listeners, getting 80 grams of protein per day, or that would translate to 11 to 12 ounces of biological protein, because each ounce yields seven grams. Um, And so for most listeners, that's going to work for you. You could also think of a rule of um, at least half of your body weight in pounds of protein um, as a good minimum, and you can definitely go above that. Protein is going to really support satiety, 
um, which is going to support metabolism in the sense that we won't overindulge. It tends to be, of all of our macros, the most self-limiting, if you will. Um, it's also very thermogenic. So as we digest our protein, we actually burn more calories in that digestive process. Um, and then protein also is going to support our lean body mass, which has a huge role on our resting metabolic rate. So if we had lost weight or if we're looking at even active weight loss during the holiday season or maintaining prior weight that was lost or just maintaining weight, we want to make sure that we are feeding our muscle because while we are rested, that is what's creating caloric burn or that metabolic rate. And if we calorie restrict and we don't ensure we're meeting our protein goals, we will see muscle wasting. And that muscle wasting, once we hit 35 and above, we're already all kind of against the clock and fighting muscle wasting chronically. But muscle wasting will ultimately lower your resting metabolic rate, which makes it easier to gain weight and gain body fat. Yes. So protein is super important. Your mood, your metabolism, your body composition, your immune, your um immune system, and so much more. And um, ways to really focus on protein is um, to ensure that you are getting protein at all meals. Um, and if you are skipping a meal, we'd want to make sure that you are sipping on bone broth or adding collagen to your tea or grass-fed whey as a way to ensure you're still getting your protein minimum met. Um, and even thinking of snacks to be channeling savory flavor profiles and ensuring that these are protein focused. So in this sense, um, we'd be looking at like jerkies or we'd be looking at meat sticks. And here is where I will enter today's sponsor, Carnivore Snacks. Um, so they provide two ingredients of deliciousness. It is just quality meats. They offer actually regenerative agriculture um, practices of grass-fed meats that are land-to-market verified by Allen Savoy's Institute. And uh, this institute actually measures soil and carbon emissions, confirming that the ranchers that are um, being utilized in their grass-fed products are actually sequestering carbon. So you're doing something good for the environment. You're voting with your dollar there. But the texture of carnivore snacks is amazing. It is dehydrated low and slow to maintain all of the bioavailable nutrients. And the texture has been described as like a meat pastry. And I think it is very accurate. It kind of melts in your mouth. And um, it is not like a gamey, gnarly chew that gets stuck in your teeth. It melts away but still has a good mouthfeel um, and allows a, a decent amount of chew so that you get a good experience of the flavor on your tongue. Um, they have a variety of different cuts, ribeye, pork loin, New York strip, eye of round, slider, brisket, and leg of lamb. And again, the ingredients are just that cut, the meat itself, and then Redmond Real Salt. But somehow they come together to be absolute magic and they're superior to any product like them on the market. And this is Carnivore Snacks with an X. Um, their bags are five ounces. And what I will note is that because it's dehydrated slowly, each ounce is significantly more nutrient dense than a biological ounce of like steak or yep. burger or said cut. So every ounce of protein that's wet or like the protein that we're consuming is only seven grams of protein. But when you look at carnivore snacks, their ounce of their product ranges from 13 to 19 grams of protein per ounce. So having just one ounce of their product, so a fifth of the bag, could get you very close to that 20 gram of protein um, 
baseline, which could work if you're having two meals and then choosing this as a snack. Totally. You're totally going to hit your 80 gram of protein per day goal. Um, each bag ranges in price from $25 to $39. Again, it's a five ounce bag, so that could have anywhere between one to five servings in there, depending on what your protein goals are, if you're using this as a meal or a snack. Um, and you can use the code AllieMillerRD to save 15% off your order. And you'll also get free shipping if your order is 125 or more. So I recommend grabbing, you know, at least three bags at a time. I've been loving the ribeye. I've also been digging the New York strip. Um, and the leg of lamb is fabulous, as is the pork loin. I've really enjoyed everything that I've had from Carnivore Snacks. Go on over to Carnivore Snacks. That's C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-E-S-N-A-X.com and use the code AllieMillerRD to save. I'm thinking about this for travel. If you are someone who travels to families' houses for the holidays, whether you're flying or driving, um, really fabulous snack to pack. Obviously, shelf-stable and doesn't take up a whole heck of a lot of space. The bag's, you know, really light and, and easily packed. Totally. Um, and also, if you're going to a family member's house where maybe the protein offering is not what you would normally sure. choose at home, this could just be something to, like, augment. As I was looking back through the past episode notes, um, I was like, wow, I used to travel for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and sometimes I would do both sides of the family. Right. like in one week and a i'm so grateful that i have my children now as an excuse to (laughs) anchor me and that everything's in my control but this would have been like my suitcase snack that i was hiding at the in-laws house for sure yes yes because i mean you get to control control quality and also often a uh, protein will be you know, bombarded or sandwiched in lasagna with gluten or in a casserole exactly. of sorts. And especially when you're navigating like in-laws and such, yes. you just have to navigate and then you go to your bedroom and eat your carnivore snacks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. And for kids too, I think, you know, really good way to keep them grounded and anchored. And yes. if you're doing a um, car trip or something like that, you can kind of, you know, parcel out quarter ounce or so at yes. a time. It's a fun snack. So Stella loves them. Definitely stuck up. Yes. And I've also had clients uh, do them as like a trail mix where they yeah. tear up an ounce yeah. and then do like a tablespoon of Hue Kitchen Gems and then like two tablespoons of roasted cashews. Um, and it's just a good blend. And or like parm crisps with yeah. them is, is one of my favorite things to do. Like yeah. A, carnivore trail mix kind of thing and that kind of leads me to our second tip which we say every holiday season which is channel savory yes so let's talk a little bit about why that's important and um how to channel savory or elevate your savory dial i guess through the holidays yes and so protein is always going to be or most of the time going to be savory and i think you know building your dish around or building your meal around like, okay, what is the protein that I'm serving? Obviously Thanksgiving, normally it's going to be turkey um, or it could be, you know, a a pot roast um, for Christmas or even thinking outside the box doing like the warming carnitas for a Christmas Eve dinner. So protein kind of automatically checks that savory box and especially when you're pairing it with a rich, delicious you know, sauce, um, and adding in some like rustic herb component or a yes. gravy. I think that really elevates to the next level. Rosemary, thyme, really thinking of leaning into herbs heavily during this season. Often we think of herbs maybe more brighter in the summer, like cilantro and lime and such. But in this winter time, in autumn, 
this is a really good time to get those savory herbs and really turn up the dial. So if the recipe says one teaspoon of thyme and you bought the whole container, use three tablespoons yeah. of thyme. You know, no most one's... Uh, most other cultures do that. Right. Most people aren't <laughs> going to complain if you dial up your herbs. You're going to get a good amount of antioxidants and unique bioflavonoids. A lot of herbs have different immune boosts and enhancements. Um, you know, rosemary helps with your memory, all sorts of, of good things. And the idea is when you're channeling savory, then you're not obsessing as much about what seven different cookie recipes you sure. have. When you're exploring savory profiles, this really helps to keep carbohydrates in check. Um, and that's always my kind of role of when I'm talking to p- individuals that are doing my 12-week food as medicine keto program. And I say, you know when it's a sustainable lifestyle change, when you walk into an Italian restaurant, all you can think of is savory. Or you walk into, you know, and, and you're not thinking of the pizza or the pasta, but you're thinking of, you know, a actual like osobuco um, and herbs um, and a dry glass of red wine. Or when you're thinking about... Um, always like the mouth water that occurs with biting into a ribeye steak. Um, that's when you know that then you're sustainably breaking up with that sweet and those carbs. So channel savory is huge. Totally. And I'm thinking like cheese plates. Um, that's yes. a place I like to focus a lot of energy into and often yeah. I'll offer to bring that if I am um, going to someone else's house and I'll include like three or four different cheeses. We actually have a blog from several years ago on building, building a board. A board. Um, and so building like a beautiful charcuterie board and there are all sorts of beautiful ones on Pinterest yeah. that you can use as inspiration. Um, but, you know, picking out three to four cheeses, ideally from like your local, you know, cheese shop and doing like one, you know, as, as like a Gouda or a cheddar and one mm-hmm. as a brie and then maybe throwing in a wild card in there. Yeah. Um, pairing with the Salumeria, um, their Salumi, I think would be fab- fabulous and also a really fun um, hostess gift. Yes. Um, either to send to someone as a thank you after the fact or like put some on the, the cheese board and also bring them one of their beautiful um, packaged salamis to enjoy later. I think that's a fabulous way to in- mm-hmm. uh, incorporate savory. Um, and maybe you incorporate some herb roasted nuts way yes. back from the Naturally Nourished Cookbook or the cayenne roasted pecans that are in the more recent keto meal plan on there and that's really yeah 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 and um yeah i'm thinking we do board thursday at the naturally nourished market and so if you haven't followed on our social over there at naturally nourished market you can check out what we're doing every thursday and we're using um a buffalo cheese it's called a fresco um it's kind of like a chev but it's from buffalo not goat and we're doing different um, add-ins to it. So we get it by the gallon tub. And, you know, this would sell usually in like six-ounce ball maybe. Um, and what we're doing is like using like edible gold dust and making tiny balls and rolling those for like a holiday New Year's Eve situation. We're doing chopped up pistachios and herbs and rolling those to make it kind of more like a truffle look. Um, and so there's all sorts of ways that when you set kind of a matrix of a, of a board – how you can plug and play and really elevate. And um, I like even putting fresh herbs on a board as well for nice visual and aromatics. I think I know where I'm doing all my holiday there shopping. There you go. You can pre order your yeah. boards from me. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Oh my goodness. All oh. right. 
Let's talk um, alcohol because I know that yes. that's always something that has to be thought about and navigated during the holiday season. And this could be something that you request as a gift as well because I think that when we're looking at alcohol and staying clean, one thing is the quality of beverage that you are consuming. So definitely you know that I'm a big fan of dry farm wines, but I feel like it's been forever since I've talked about them. Um, And so dry farm wines is um, a company that curates wines that are grown on a organic or biodynamic approach. They lab test their wines to actually be sugar-free, lower in alcohol, and they have purity testing. So they test for glyphosate, for instance, which is the byproduct from Roundup that's sprayed all over even the most beautiful California vineyards out there. Um, Dry Farm Wines only seeks wines from small family farms, and none of them are in the USA because none of them have passed their quality standards. So I know that there's also a lot of competitors of like kind of cleaner wine companies out there, but Dry Farm Wines is for sure superior. They're the first ones in the game, and they just have such high integrity of the partners that they work with and the wines that they curate. Um, and you know they say that less than a tenth of a percent of the world's wines are grown to meet their standards. Um, so I will link the couple episodes we've had um, Todd from Dry Farm Wines twice on the Naturally Nourished podcast, and um, he talks about how you know there's also higher amounts of resveratrol and the phyto compounds and tannins that you're getting in a biodynamic or dry farmed wine, which basically means not force irrigated. Um, that the fruit has longer time on the vine, um, so they're not filled with water. The grapes are sold by weight, so many irrigated wines are going to be more toxic and also less dense in nutrients. Um, and so when you're using dry farm wines, you can be confident that you are getting the benefits of wine, also at a lower alcohol and lower toxicity, um, because we do all acknowledge that you know alcohol is a form of a toxin, and so we need to be strategic about our consumption Um, definitely ensuring that we're not falling into a pattern of drinking every single day through the holidays and that we are focusing on our hydration in between. Um, But for selection, I am a big fan and subscriber of Dry Farm Wines, and you can go on over to dryfarmwines.com slash AllieMillerRD. They're not a sponsor today, but when you go over there, you can get a bottle added to your order for just a penny. So I always like sharing a hookup. Um, So that's dryfarmwines.com slash AllieMillerRD, and you can get a bottle for just a penny. Um, they have some beautiful Bordeaux's, um, and you can do just reds, reds or whites. They even have a sparkling membership, which is fun, thinking of getting into the holidays. And I just love the confidence of knowing that, um, you know, I'm at least ensuring that we're limiting the amount of toxins and that it is lab tested and it is the cleanest um, wine available. Totally. And still pair with your detox packs for sure. Yes. Um, I'm also thinking it could be such a fun holiday activity to like buy one of their four packs or six packs or whatever and do like a little wine tasting pairing walk they through. send beautiful notes uh, you know they you sure could totally do, do you that could totally do that with your family or you know your spouse as a gift or something like that I don't drink that. don't drink all four bottles just right. between two people but no. <laughs> a little tasting party I think could be really really fun totally um and then along the vein of alcohol let's just hit on um you know, a couple of other tips if we're doing cocktails. I think this is where we can also get into a slippery slope at like the company holiday party if we don't make a very distinct, you know, 
order of yes. what exactly we do want, we might end up with sugary mixer, mixers and a hangover later. Yeah, oh, totally. And, and I mean, so I think if you know that you're going to be consuming two or more alcohol beverages, um, obviously the best would be a low alcohol wine in that setting. Um, but um, I would definitely take a detox pack prior to and then even the evening of that said event. Um, and I would try to, after two drinks in a row, always get a full drink of water in between. And so sparkling water could be a really good friend here. Or if it's an opportunity, like kombucha would be really beautiful. So sure. you're actually re-inoculating good gut flora from the sterility of the alcohol. Um, we have seen that, again, you know, biodynamic wines can support the microbiome. Um, but as far as spirits um, or like alcohol, alcohol, it's quite sterilizing. Um, and so I would just say choosing those that are lower histamine or lower inflammatory. So like a clear spirit, like a um, Blanco uh, uh, tequila or um, a silver tequila as opposed to like a Reposado or an Anejo or they're going to be more, more um, barrel aged. Um, if we're looking at gin, that often would fall as an easier one. It has a lot of botanicals in there. There's a lot more medicinal properties. So I kind of consider that more of a food as medicine cocktail sure. and triple distilled clear. Um, vodka, same, you know, just kind of looking at the sourcing and quality. And you can select organic in many of these. And then I like often instead of um, the clear tequila going for Sotol, um, which is, I can link that. They had sponsored a desert um, door. Um, is I think one of the only so tall companies out here. There's one out here in Hill Country. Such a pretty bottle it's too. A if you're local gift. for a gift, mm -hmm. yeah. I love doing a so tall Paloma. Um, and you know, you can just holiday that up with like a sprig of rosemary or some pomegranate yeah, seeds pomegranate or something. Yeah, pomegranate in there, make it fancy. And Sotel would actually be good with um, pomegranate juice yeah, and lime yeah, juice yeah. as yeah. well because um, it kind of has a little bit more complexity um, and has more botanical in it than um, a tequila would. Um, so all of those would be good options. We'll link our um, holiday cocktail recipe blog, um, which has a couple ideas and ways to offset um, some of the yuck and then yes thinking of using as your mixer a true uh, citrus is always best with sparkling water um, omitting any of the sweetened liqueurs um, and definitely watching out for some of those like creamed um, oh I don't even know like um, the rum chattas and the yeah. Baileys <laughs> all, yeah, all of that yeah there's a lot of hydrogenated um elements in there and, and that's where we get into the world of trans fats and the issue is alcohols have less stringent laws than foods yeah um and so often they can add in a lot of things and they don't add an ingredient list um so we know we've talked about i think way back on the podcast the, the fireball yes. having the propylene yeah, glycol propylene on glycol, it um, which is antifreeze antifreeze yeah, yeah. so yep. so sticking with a clear spirit and then adding in you know um single ingredients uh works best all right, um, and this takes us on to our next tip. So pick your non-negotiables ahead of time. And alcohol could be one of your non-negotiables. <laughs> um, but you want to go into any party or, or any meal with this concept of choosing your top like one to two non-negotiables that makes it feel nostalgic, that makes it feel like a holiday. Right. Um, and we talk about this all the time, even with dining out with like the Mexican restaurant as the yes. example, right? Right. Where it's like, okay, you can't go in and have the margarita plus the appetizer right. plus the chips and salsa 
plus the tortillas, plus the beans and the rice, and then, you know, split tres flan leches. or tres leches. <laughs> like, that's like seven indulgences that right. I just mentioned. Right. You've got to have this pre-programmed plan of yes. like, okay, for me, it's the margarita and it's um, the black beans or yeah. it's the... It's actually the chips and the guac because I know they're non-GMO corn at this particular restaurant. So picking like two as you go into the meal and having that plan ahead of time or like surveying the buffet table and being like, okay, I know my protein goes on my plate first. Which of these two sides are my non-negotiable, like absolute have to have it to make it feel enjoyable and like a holiday? Right. And so if it's a staff party and you feel like you do want to indulge in a dessert, you know, look for the one that sings to you. Don't go for the store-bought container of cookies that the dude picked up. Right. That, you know, like has no, because you know, it's there. Yeah. powerful logistic, right? And then you're not going to hurt people's feelings. No one's auditing your plate. Um, be mindful of that. You know, you're the one who ultimately has to put this in your body to become part of you. And so, you know, you really want to think through your food selection of what's worth it and what's unique and what looks really interesting versus something maybe generic to just eat to to look like you're um you know showing everyone a favor or participating in everyone's choice so be mindful of of that no no like um what would that be called being a team player yeah yep. <laughs> as an approach think about what you want in your body and and what's worth it for you yeah and so that's like the homemade dessert that your grandma makes every year that makes it feel like thanksgiving and maybe you're scraping the pie filling from the crusts you're omitting the gluten yep. piece of the puzzle um, but not bothering with the store-bought, you know, pie that someone picked up as kind of an afterthought. And it might be a nostalgic item that now as you've evolved in your food as medicine journey that you've chosen to recreate yes, or that you've found that Becky and I have recreated for you, like the green bean <coughs> casserole redo I think of. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a really beautiful recipe. I've done that for so many different um, family members at different occasions for years now. And that's on the blog, and it's always a fan favorite. Um, but instead of using the, you know, condensed cream of mushroom soup, you're actually using coconut milk and bone broth and sautéing cremini mushrooms and garlic. And um, it still has a lot of the nostalgia or playing with like a cauliflower mash. Um, so you can also play with uh, your options, um, creating something that is going to be an alternate to make that work as a, you know, food as medicine support. Yes. Um, And so I think this speaks to also just knowing your options and having this plan of action, you know, going in and and always offering to either co-host, help with the meal. I mean, if you host, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's also like everything is within your control Mm -hmm. and you can kind of, you know, um, dictate to family members what they can bring. You know what to expect and then you know what to serve that are like your non-negotiable items that you want to bring to the table. But if you are bringing a dish, you know, making sure it's a a protein forward um, dish. So offering to bring like an appetizer, like deviled eggs or the cheese board um, that I mentioned, or a leafy green salad. I love dips and salad. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just to lighten it up, you know, Um, because even salads can get really heavy. Um, And so, yeah, just doing like the beet hummus would be beautiful or a chimichurri or um, a pesto and doing crudite and endive um, leaves and such can be a really nice offering. Yes. And then, you know, beyond saying no to not just eating all of the offerings on the table, also saying no to obligations, I think is really important. So being able to, again, VIP or prioritize yourself 
throughout the holiday season because you're the person who has to live in the vehicle of your body. And so, um, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no is something that we always kind of go back to. So if it's like, oh, that's my seventh, I haven't eaten at home for seven days in a row and that's another commitment and it's this group that I kind of know, but, you know, I see them every week with exercise or, oh, you know, this is... um, a mom's group that I kind of am on an organization with, but I have a cousin from out of town. You have to really prioritize and you have to be able to anchor in the parts that you do have control with. And um, definitely saying okay is acceptable and maybe very welcomed. Yes, I'm thinking like the cookie exchanges that I used to get invited to all the time. Like I'd be the only one bringing a gluten free cookie, so I couldn't take anything Didn't home. Make any sense. And totally didn't make any sense whatsoever and and I think just because there is space on your calendar doesn't mean you need to fill it especially during the holidays it can feel luxurious to like put on your pjs early and watch a movie yeah with your family or connect in in that way um and you know I think is is going to build lasting memories versus going out with a group that like you don't know super well. Right. Anyway. And it might be how you behave in a certain group or how they overindulge. Sure. Like, oh, I know I always drink way more around these friends and I just can't do it right now, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And I think that those are all reasonable real- yeah. realiza- realizations and modifying to make things work for you and tapping into what really matters for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, going into the holidays with an action plan or kind of a goal in mind of like, how do I want to see myself on January 1st? How do I want to feel in my body and we don't want to feel likely like the person who needs the new year's resolution or that kind of like slap back to reality right you want to visualize do i want to feel bright and clear and energized and ready to you know take on usually january is a pretty busy time of getting back into it Um, and then you know editing your commitments through that lens of like does this align with my goal of feeling energized No, because these friends like to stay up until 3 a.m. drinking and like that's not going to work. And having that filter to kind of put all of your commitments through can be really, really helpful. Absolutely. Um, Keeping moving as a commitment would be really important. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be doing my Pilates twice a week and still dance once a week and hopefully also horseback riding and um, doing walking outside on the off days. Um, having a workout buddy if your uh, maybe class is canceled for two weeks or something like that or choosing that as a social activity of like oh I can't do that exchange on Thursday evening but do you want to meet Friday and grab tea or a coffee and walk around the park and yeah. do the five mile trail yeah. um, that can be a really great way to catch up with friends and still have like all of the the season and the connection and the spirit and even like walking around a new neighborhood that has Christmas decorations, for instance, um, is a fun thing to do with the whole household and maybe, you know, find a couple different pockets and keep that as an evening ritual that you do as a family. Um, I love for accountability to always fit in a 10 day detox between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that's what I do to make sure that I don't just roll down the hill (laughs) and say yes to everything. Um, So I like to ensure that I knock that out by like December 20th. And then it's kind of like I've reset and then I'm ready to indulge a little bit more again for the Christmas holidays and that down week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, So I find that to be a huge pause and a commitment and a time to really just kind of put the barrier walls up of having structure. 
Um, so a 10 day detox would be a really great consideration to maybe do early mid December. You still could do the detox with our group in January. Um, this would just be a really good thing to pulse in. Um, but I often find behaviorally that once January's hit, I'm kind of organically on, but I really need that anchor of that 10 day sure. detox in the, um, interim of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, it just slows your role. And it also makes you edit the social commitments where you're like, well, I have yeah. parties like every weekend. I need to take one of these off so I can actually fit in 10 days yeah. dedicated to my wellness. Mm-hmm. Or you shorten to seven days, which I think we both had to reasonable. do last year and yeah. still totally reasonable. Better than not at all. Um, even a three to five day kind of pulse can be enough. And then maybe you do that full 10 days That's with good. us as a group in January. Yeah, I like that. All right. Let's hit some Thanksgiving kind of or any holiday, I guess. Um, but holiday food as medicine tips, things you can incorporate like day of. Okay. So I think along the vein of like the movement that we said, I think incorporating movement as a family would be awesome. So like a nature hike or an outside art activity, um, doing like a turkey trot would be more of a formal thing for Thanksgiving specific. Um, maybe doing some form of exercise or movement, throwing the football around, getting outside is huge because that's often where our stress levels go down, our anxiety goes down, and conversations feel really natural, <laughs> where then we don't overindulge to escape the sure. discomfort. Um, so getting outside, especially if you haven't seen certain family members in a long time, I think that's a really great way to neutralize and also have a boost in your metabolism. Um, thinking of on the day of an indulgent day of eating and drinking or either or um, maybe starting the morning with bone broth or a green smoothie with a scoop of grass-fed whey. Um, that's going to make sure that, you know, in either way, you're going to get 20 to 24 grams of protein. Um, you'll get good electrolyte stability in the bone broth. The smoothie is going to give us good antioxidant and then also those immunoglobulins with the grass-fed way to support immune health. Um, And I would still do that maybe even paired with intermittent fasting. And so uh, maybe you'd wait on the bone broth or the shake until like noon um, and you would just sip water earlier in that morning knowing that you're going to, you know, you can't really roll over your calories per se. Um, And the impact of density at one sitting will still be a stressor on the body, but you might as well cut in some areas to know that you're going, when you know that you're going to be compensating. Sure. Totally. And, and, you know, both of those options also get you ahead of those protein needs that we mentioned. So you're getting, you know, 20 grams in um, two cups of bone broth or 23 grams in that scoop of grass-fed whey um, while being, like you said, calorically light. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might already have gotten your greens in, in that shake. But yeah, another tip um, just for that meal is to seek out and get in your greens um, during your holiday meal. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at your meal, that's going to create some volumetrics. So filling like half your plate with salad would be a good goal Um, or grabbing braised greens as at least a quarter of that plate. Um, These are often going to provide a lot of satiety and um, that stretch receptor in our gut Um, telling the brain that we're full or satisfied and it's going to be at significantly lower calorie density. So a cup of leafy greens can range 11 to 25 calories per cup, um, whereas, you know, a cup of rice can be 240 and, you know, give you 45 grams of carbs, kicking you out of ketosis essentially for most. Um, And so whereas the greens are going to be very negligible in carbohydrates as well. Um, So that would be a really good strategy. Try to think of filling half of your plate with volume of greens and then um, even incorporating greens 
things around the way, um, maybe in that smoothie, in your bone broth, or um, later in that evening if you had a big lunch out. Um, we'll link our uh, episode all about getting in your greens, yes, which was just last timing. week. Um, yeah, where we shared all about the food is medicine benefits and the why. Yes. Um, and then ensuring that we're using quality fats, um, especially in the dishes that we are cooking this day. I think of, you know, Thanksgiving. I always, I like, there's never enough butter in the house. Like I always have to get like the Costco size, you know, grass fed, uh, butter or like have extra, you know, three sticks of butter more than, <laughs> more than you think you need. Yes. Butter is good, uh, and we definitely want to avoid any of those industrialized oils. And so we're avoiding the soybean oil, the canola oil, um, which can be found uh, often in salad dressings, often in condiments, um, and then, of course, in processed foods. Um, so really leading with quality fats, and this is a time to incorporate more ancestral approaches as well. So using things like tallow or lard could be really appropriate. Um, coconut oil also would be a good option. And, you know, quality fats are important for cellular function, hormone support, and then giving us that satiety. So for dealing with a lot of cravings beyond thinking of breaking up with carbs and refined sugar and keeping it savory, we might also visit using fat. Yeah. So when we're thinking about unruly cravings, of course, one thing I think of is dysbiosis and digging into the beat the bloat cleanse, but maybe during the holidays that might not be as realistic for many. I would go for fat to came, to tame those cravings. And so this is where we, we've talked about in our keto class, like taking a tablespoon of coconut oil, where we actually have fat bomb recipes in our Eat Fat Get Skinny ebook with like butter and coconut oil and lime zest. So that's kind of just a different shock to your palate. And then we'll link the episode we did uh, just recently with Dr. Anna Kabeca um, in her new book release, Menu Pause. And she talks about her curb uh, busting or craving curb or something like that, where it's copious amounts of fish oil. Like I think it's like a third or a quarter cup of fish oil and um, that's taken with fresh lemon. Um, so high amounts of omega-3 fatty acids, anti-inflammatory, really to kind of shock that liver gallbladder with the lemon there. And then also just to kind of quill and silence cravings. But choosing quality fats in your culinary approach and subbing out any of those industrialized fats for cleaner whole food options and then leaning on fats if you're not able to tame your sugar cravings. All right. And then um, using nut flours is a good source of, of quality fat as well. So always choosing nut flours if we're doing any kind of indulgence or baked good over a grain-based flour. Um, so I'm thinking are like pumpkin chocolate chip cookies or maybe doing um, our pumpkin cutout cookies with the kids yeah. as like a decorating activity, um, either, you know, Thanksgiving or, or Christmas, but we have a pumpkin version of that yeah. um, over on Allie Miller RD and cute picture of Steli um, doing her, um, I guess we did it for Halloween. So Halloween, yeah. like black cats and yes. um, pumpkins and some green goblins or something like that, but you could modify that to whatever holiday and that adds an element of nostalgia cookie decorating bringing in the kids yeah. and we're still using you know a base of a whole heck of a lot of butter um and almond honey. flour and honey yeah really clean yep and i think a little bit of baking soda yep. and salt um so super clean and pretty much all of the dessert recipes on our blog are going to be using either almond flour hazelnut flour or coconut flour and um, this is always going to be significantly more nutrient dense 
Um, we actually, in an episode coming up um, in our grab bag, so stay tuned for that. I don't want to let that all out. We kind of do a comparison of like cup to cup gluten-free yeah. products versus nut flours. And the big picture is you're going to get more fiber. You're going to get more protein. Um, you're going to get more quality fat with less refined carbohydrate and less fillers. Yep. Um, a lot of the gluten-free alternates use a lot of potato starch and tapioca and such. Um, we're just much better off using the nut flour. So pretty much all of our baked goods will be using those. And um, there's a lot of great options also on the anti-anxiety diet cookbook if you're looking for a cookbook to keep you on track throughout the holidays or maybe a stocking stuffer for a family member. Um, that'd be a really great thing to maybe purchase for your kids that are coming home from college and you can bust it open and um, select a couple recipes together. That's always fun to, to cook together and make memories together and new memories as we're all kind of recommitting to wellness. Totally. All right. Um, incorporating organs. So we encourage this every year. Um, so saving those organs from your pasture raised turkey and incorporating those into your gravy. That's typically where we end up using them um, is um, just chopped up really fine or even like blended into the gravy. So nobody knows that they're getting mm -hmm. this sneaky dose of organs or you could reserve those um, and save them for doing like an organ pate or puree, just a really good way to boost B vitamins, get some iron and other minerals um, and nutrient density on that day. Yeah. And then if we're also being thrifty and using the whole kind of snout to tail philosophy or using the whole animal, in that case, the carcass of the turkey, we would be making bone broth. And, um, I always love that ritual of making bone broth. Even if I'm at a different family member's house, that's like my way to teach them how to make bone broth. Yeah, you start their um, batch for so them. So yeah. I'll bring like a little grocery bag of the other fix-ins. So like, you know, the carrots with the greens intact, a couple yellow onions to quarter up, some rosemary, um, black peppercorns and the essentials, some apple cider vinegar. And I will teach them how to make bone broth and, you know, in that process, it's a really good time to consider a bone broth fast. Um, this is something that can be employed during the holiday time as a metabolic reset, um, as a time to rest your gut if it's feeling inflamed and you've just been hitting it with too many indulgences, too much refined sugar, or just things that are off of your normal plan and you're just feeling off. Um, and of course, a bone broth fast can support your immune system. So we think of this as basically a period of time where we're devoted to focusing on bone broth consumption. Um, so a most simple approach to a bone broth fast would be two quarts of bone broth per day, and you would sip on this in a six to eight hour window. Um, you know, so when we're looking at two quarts of bone broth a day, that's going to be if we're looking at fond bone broth, which I'll give you guys another hookup on today's episode. If you go to fondbonebroth.com slash AllieMillerRD or use AllieMillerRD at checkout, um, you save um, on their bone broth and also um, get free shipping on your first order. Um, and so definitely use AllieMillerRD at Fond Bone Broth. And if you're using their broth, they have like the bouquet garni I'm thinking of, which is beautiful to add into a gravy because it has all of those herbs that are thought of in the kind of holiday timestamp. Um, but uh, four jars of fond bone broth would be an easy approach to a bone broth fast. So for three days in a row, it could be like Tuesday through Thursday, all you have to worry about doing is heating up four different jars of fond bone broth. And you could do this from noon until 7 p.m. and then just sip on tea or coffee in between. 
Um, that's going to keep you at quite a solid caloric deficit while you're still getting 80 grams of protein and really good balanced electrolytes. Um, so that will prevent headache from being in a fasted state. Um, and that's really going to support that catabolism or breakdown of body fat, boost you into ketosis. Likely in the middle of day two, you'll be producing ketones. Some of you just within 24 hours of doing the bone broth fast. Um, and so then you'll have that satiety benefit of ketosis and the use of fat as fuel to accelerate your weight loss and body composition change. And honestly, you could do this as a technique throughout the entire holiday season, every Tuesday through Thursday, or whether it's Monday through Wednesday, whatever it is, three-day bone broth fast, and that could start kicked off over Thanksgiving, and you do that through the end of December just to balance out and offset the indulgences. And that could actually support yielding weight loss and favorable body composition change totally and can feel so good if you've overindulged to just have that like little bit of a, a gut reset for those couple days and too. i and i definitely recommend incorporating the reset restore renew detox packs while you're doing those three-day pulses of a bone broth fast because you're already getting an upregulation of autophagy which supports the lymphatic system um, remember that autophagy is like that cellular cleanup that occurs in a fasted state. So when you're taking the detox packs, you're further accelerating that clean out and that encapsulation and excretion of toxins. Um, and that's also going to further support your liver and ketone production. Of course, you're detoxifying and getting all of the nutrients. So you're getting sulfur-containing compounds, antioxidants, milk thistle seed, um, liver gallbladder support with bitters, and an antioxidant blend in each pack. Um, and you would take like a pack twice daily for those pulses of a bone broth fast. Yes. And let's maybe talk as we're on supplementation now. And we've mentioned detox packs a couple of times here. Um, obviously, those are part of our wellness plan through the holidays. But let's just talk about um, a game plan going into holiday season as well of like what supplements to really hone in and, and focus on both for digestive wellness um, and like cravings and stress. I think of the two worlds. Yes. So in digestive wellness, I think of digestate as the number one. In fact, I always put it out. Anytime I serve dinner at my house, if I'm, if I'm serving a meal, it's going to be more indulgent than how I cook for my family regularly because I like like you know, an app and then I like an entree with a couple sides and then I might feel compelled to make some sort of a mindful indulgent dessert. Um, so I'm always putting digestate on the dining table. Um, and I even will just in our household for the ritual of Brady and I, um, but I kind of make it a feature piece when I'm having a larger family yes. group over to kind of teach them about what digestive enzymes do. And our digestate has a suite of enzymes to break down carbs, proteins, and fats. There's also some ox bile in there. And um, that plays a role with supporting the bile flow. And um, if you're lacking a gallbladder, that'll help you to tolerate higher fats. Or if you have gallbladder stagnation, um, that also aids in conjugating um, that bile to aid in bowel formation. Um, so regardless of gallbladder status, aids in healthy stool and fecal formation. Um, also, the digestate has DPP-4 in there, which can aid in breaking down the inflammatory compounds in gluten and casein. So if there's higher dairy or grains consumed, that can be added benefit. So digestate, you would take one to two prior to your meal. And then if you're still feeling heavy, you might even take one um, after the meal. 
um, to help to break down the food particles so you have less inflammation hitting your gut and you're able to absorb the nutrients with less stress to your digestive system. Um, then I think of based on selection, if we're doing higher carbs than norm and we're typically in a state of nutritional ketosis or we are at a carb restriction because we're pre-diabetic, um, taking berberine boost during times of indulgences of carbohydrates or sugars or yeasted foods like champagne or New Year's Eve, for instance. Um, berberine boost is a great tool to mitigate a yeast flare or dysbiosis. And that would be more if we're thinking of, again, a higher carbohydrate or blood sugar impact because it's also a hypoglycemic agent or a blood sugar lowerer and will make that blood sugar spike less dynamic. Um, and you can also think of this if indulging on raw things like um, beef carpaccio or tartare or um, oysters. oysters. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, these could have parasite or um, different compounds that could drive foodborne illness. And the berberine has that antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal property. Yes. Um, and then I also think of GI lining support as a big player, you know, especially with travel or, you know, maybe eating at a family member's house who isn't as stringent about gluten cross-contamination um, or just, you or know. Or serving all the gluten. Yeah, serving all. <laughs> you're trying to get around The it. gluten and, and you're trying to, yeah. Um, but as a way to just kind of cool and soothe your digestive system through the holidays and to maintain um, resilience within your gut barrier for sure. Um, it's also a fabulous tool for cravings. So if you're at a baseline yes. of, you know, taking one scoop at bed, ongoing, you've been listening to the podcast forever, um, adding in a second scoop actually like under your tongue um, at the time of a craving can be a fantastic tool. It's actually been used um, in alcohol and drug addiction um, and shown to have a cravings reducing potential there. So works super well with sugar as well, which we know can be a drug of choice for some. And if um, stools are off and you're having a yeah. like looser stool yeah, yeah. or diarrhea or more reactivity, I find GI lining can really calm things down and can help with heartburn and reflux, which can happen also from overindulging. Totally. So you can have an extra <laughs> scoop, um, you know, at rise before your, your Thanksgiving meal. If you aren't sure what you're going to get into, you could do two scoops at bed. So really flexible dosing there with the powder. Yes. Um, okay. And then we talked about detox packs. So those would be used basically, again, the day of the indulgence and then the evening after and maybe even the morning after, especially if we're talking about the world of alcohol consumption. And then I would kind of go to the next category of being um, the anxiety and stress reducers. So GABA Calm, as Becky shared, is one of our top selling formulas that we will be doing a Black Friday promo on. So definitely subscribe to our newsletter so you'll get that code. But GABACalm is like the ultimate chill pill. It is a neuroinhibitory compound that basically releases or vents the steam train in your brain. So if you are hosting or you're anxious to go to the host's house or you had an off conversation last time you talked to said cousin or whatever, GABACalm will take out those jitters of that just yuck feeling in your body um, and make you feel cool, calm, and collected without being sedative. Um, and so this is a really powerful tool and you also might use it with your children 
especially if traveling. Yep. Every time Stella flew, we would use Gabacalm. Um, it is safe with children. It's something that our body naturally makes. It's a bioidentical structure of GABA, identical to how your body produces it. But often we burn through GABA when we're under high stress. And more anxious children tend to have lower GABA levels. So, you know, I think always better to give the tool than to have to over-reprimand, over-correct, and then have the child deal with shame and sadness of, you know, disobeying or poor behavior choices or um, outrage when you could have empowered them with a tool to prevent it in the first place. Totally. And, and for the adults too, can kind of cut through the jitters of like needing that first drink before I talk to XYZ yes. person or making a beeline for the bar, just feeling like you don't have to do that um, and cuts through some of that like social anxiety. Yeah, that's also a line, a calorie-free glass of yes, wine, a lot exactly. of people will say. Exactly. So like, let the Gabacom be your first glass of wine. And yes. then, you know, once you get some food in your belly and get your protein, then you can have your second glass of wine that's an actual glass of wine. And then Gabacom also can be used for impulse control. Yes. And so this is one that if you're finding yourself going for more sweets or you did make cookies and the tray's out and you can't get by it, going for chewing two Gabacom and having a cup of tea can really help to mitigate those cravings and um, reduce that impulsivity in the brain and body. Totally. Um, and then I think of Calm and Clear as more of a tool like throughout the holiday season just because there's so much to do and stress can be, you know, really elevated. So this is a time not to skimp on your Calm and Clear and likely to really double down on this more foundational formula. So Whereas the GABACOM is used at like the time of impulse, you know, control need or the time of anxiety or stress, Calm and Clear kind of helps you cruise through throughout. Yes. And then its counterpart, Adaptogen Boost, would be another go-to. So Calm and Clear is more of, like Becky said, the balancer or the kind of equilibrator, if you will, um, helping to get us into that parasympathetic space for those that are more wired to be sympathetic fight or flight. Um, so Calm and Clear has a balance of B vitamins, L-theanine, which is an amino acid that supports alpha brainwave, which is like concentration and creativity without agitation and anxiety. And then there's a blend of nerve of herbs in Calm and Clear, nervines and adaptogens. Um, and so there are calming herbs and then there are um, stress resilient based herbs like ashwagandha is in the Calm and Clear formula. Um, so you're getting kind of a good blend of uh, building blocks for our neurotransmitters to help to activate them, um, herbs to help to make the body feel safe. Um, there's also phosphatidylserine in there, which aids to support cortisol metabolism. So that's really a foundational tool. And then adaptogen boost would be for on the individuals that need more resilience to stress. Um, and so we're still go, go, go. We have a lot going on and either we've hit that wall and we're fatigued and we need a pick me up. Um, adaptogen boost has uh, ginseng as well as rhodiola and cordyceps. And these three adaptogens come together to aid in resilience to stress, reduce stress, induce fatigue, and even have properties to enhance mood and even have been shown like rhodiola, for instance, to regulate ovulation, which often that'll get thrown off in women from chronic stress. Um, so there's a tonifying property to adaptogen boost as well. Um, and especially as we get into this time of the season where we think of like seasonal depressive disorder, this is where adaptogen boost could be a really powerful tool. Um, so you could take all of them where calm and clear is like two at rise, two midday, two at bed. Adaptogen boost could be two at rise, one midday or two and two. And then that GABA calm would just be kind of as needed. Yep. 
All right, um, let's maybe hit on just a few more tips to um, deal with overindulgence or kind of getting back on track or staying on track, and then we'll just roll out some menu ideas. Yeah, so I think that using, again, the start of the day as like the bone broth or grass-fed whey shake is a really good approach um, and a really great way to meet our protein goals while still staying at a lighter caloric impact and that allows for a little bit of you know give in the indulgences that may come later throughout the day or the week um, i think that um, being mindful of rewriting habits so if we have a couple days in a row of alcohol maybe we want to have kombucha in a fancy wine glass um, kind of retraining that celebratory mind to allow still something that's different um, but maybe giving our body a rest um, and being mindful of those non-negotiables I think are, are super big as well and then committing to the structure of whatever your wellness routine is so maintaining on your supplement schedule maintaining your movement still getting outside regularly and um, the last thing I would hit on is just kind of where you're at in your commitment mentally and emotionally as far as really focusing on intentions and gratitudes during this time. Maybe this is a time to incorporate more prayer or more mantra or release, you know, really honoring your body and finding a way to slow down and giving your body grace, you know, so, you know, saying things like I choose to honor my body with my choices with my my intake choices or I will select foods that honor and nourish my body or even in this time of stress I choose to take the time to breathe and honor my body or I am nourishing my body with real foods any of these can kind of keep writing that commitment to the self which will help with the day-to-day decision-making processes and overarching um, really focusing on people and experience versus the food itself so um, you know like we mentioned before maybe taking that opportunity to get together with a friend but instead of happy hour going outside or taking the kids out um, to run around and play an activity or play in the snow and sled Um, doing things that keep you moving and focused on conversation versus you know really food focused is going to be very freeing and take out that constant um brain space of you know angel and devil kind of mindset of food of like good choice bad choice or white knuckling through the holiday season all right let's wrap it up with just some food as medicine holiday inspiration or some of our favorite holiday highlights from over the years yes so i plan on incorporating bacon in a couple things um i like to um on the blog we have the butternut squash wrapped in bacon with the sage leaves um, and that's always a fun thing and I also love bacon wrap dates and I like to take like a little bit of whiskey or bourbon and like caramelize that down with a little bit of maple and drizzle it on it to make it yes. like a true dessert yes. Delicious. Uh, yeah and like a mascarpone cheese inside um, maybe with some pistachios uh, I am all about the, some form of a crudite tray so whether it's like a hot thing like baked brie or spinach artichoke dip or a cold dip like my um, beet hummus, which is still feeling seasonal because it's so bright and beautiful. Um, or doing like a um, bright green pesto or chimichurri. All of these work really nice. And sometimes when I'll pesto or chimichurri, I'll do a second version just by adding Greek yogurt, so it just creams it up. And you can serve it, you know, two ways then. And so that's like two for one, which yeah. is really great. Um, and just gives a little bit of variety of texture and flavor. 
Um, I will share, we didn't mention this, um, we just released um, How to Spatchcock a Chicken. And we've been talking about that on the podcast for holidays for a while now. Once you spatchcock, you don't go back. Um, basically, it's going to be cutting the spine out of the bird. That allows more even distribution of heat and surface area for crispy skin. And then you don't get like the, the situation where like the thigh bends of the bird are undercooked and the breast is burning. Um, spatchcock is fabulous now. You can't put stuffing in a spatchcock chicken, just to note, um, which I don't do anyway. Um, and um, you can't like necessarily fill it with like lemons or rosemary, but you um, still butter coat it and put in a bunch of herbs and seasonings, and um, it's fabulous. Um, so that's always a technique. And if you haven't spatchcocked, check out our YouTube video. Go on over and subscribe to Naturally Nourished on YouTube, and you can check out the technique. Um, you also want to like break the breastbone. It's it's worth watching to figure out how to do it right. Yes, and and applies the same to a turkey. Obviously, the turkey's just yes. larger, so might require more pressure or, you know, calling in the husband to to break that bone. Oh, I've been able to do You've that. You've done now. it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking twice baked cauliflower mash. Another way to incorporate bacon, actually, because yeah. there's bacon in there. But that would be a delicious um, alternative to mashed potatoes altogether. That's going to keep it really low carb focused. Um, Brussels with bacon, also a bacon inspired yeah dish. Uh, there's that awesome brussels uh with the cranberries yeah 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 and um, we can link that that's on the blog i think in our holiday roundup um and if you just want a potato you could do the brady smash potatoes which are always very sure. popular yeah, yeah. they have that fresh thyme on there so those are really pretty as an option if you needed a starch and you know if you are consuming alcohol you might want to have an extra 30 grams of carbs in that evening time to kind of help soak up sure um and support you to not get dizzy or woozy or whatnot um i always do something with like a delicata or butternut squash goat cheese situation and like a roasted nut um and we have that uh with the cayenne roasted pecans in the 12-week keto meal yes. plan yeah right yeah um, so that would be a fabulous one to consider. I like making a homemade cranberry sauce. I, I love the real tartness of cranberry and I love using that leftover cold with, um, leftover turkey. Um, and I usually use orange zest in mine and just a little bit of raw honey. Um, I'm also a big, big fan of gravy and I do usually use the bouquet garni from Fond as my reducer. So I'll pull the carcass out and let the bird rest. And then I'll use that pan and um, add in some of the um, fond bone broth and deglaze the pan. And then um, I'll add heavy whipping cream and um, some uh, herbs and seasonings. And it makes a beautiful gravy. And if I'm thickening it, which I often am, I'm using arrowroot and just making a little slurry, like a couple teaspoons of arrowroot in like two ounces of broth. I whisk that together and then I um, stir that in while I'm, I'm uh, whisking on a simmering heat of the gravy and that will incorporate and thicken it without having to have the cornstarch. Yes. And you can do gelatin in that capacity too. Just watch how much you put in so you don't make gravy jello by accident. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then we shared a bunch of different cookies and baked goods, but there's even like fruit tarts that we have, which could work really beautiful. Um, definitely go on over. That would be at naturallynourishedrd.com, um, where we host the podcast episodes is where our blog is. 
And in our newsletter, we will be sending out also with the Monday podcast wrap up, a link to our holiday recipe roundup. So tons of recipes in there. We hope you all have a fantastic holiday season and you all spend time focusing on connecting with loved ones, belly laughing and taking in the true spirit of the holidays and also finding some ways for fitting in mindful indulgences while offsetting with balance with strategy of maybe detox or our bone broth fast and using the naturally nourished supplement line to mitigate i always say an insurance policy not a permission slip but definitely a way to feel more amazing in your body and help you navigate any curves that you're throwing thank you for listening to the naturally nourished podcast visit our blog at allymillerrd.com for recipes wellness tips and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at Allie Miller RD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.